Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting Andrew Ivins. Those sirens you hear in the background, well, another five-star is off the board. That is Dominic McKinley, the number 31 player in the country, the number one player in the state of Louisiana, and the number seven defensive lineman overall per the top 247. He is going to play his football for Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies. The rich get richer, Drew. I mean, the, the 24-7 sports composite talent rankings came out. Chris Hummer did an article on that this week. How about this? Texas A&M in the top four for the second consecutive year. They're only the sixth team to do that. The five other teams have won a national title, not reached a national title, won a national title in the last decade. So you're talking about a team that went five and seven last year. You're talking about a little bit of pressure. That's where Texas A&M is. That's how talented they are. We're not even talking about their defensive line room, but drew a huge statement for Jimbo Fisher going into Louisiana, getting this one done. Especially with how Brian Kelly has put up uh, a wall around the state. No, Dominique McKinley, man, just put on the tape. I'm going to throw a term at you, Cooper. War daddy. That's what I see in the trenches with Dominique McKinley. And he's a guy that we haven't got a ton of live exposure to really throughout this scouting and evaluating process. He's not a guy that's been into a ton of camps tucked away there in the Bayou state, but man, we have some, some measurables on him. And then I think the film, what he does on Friday nights speaks for itself. He's a disruptive force in the middle and Texas A&M, they just continue to stack blue chip defensive linemen. I mean, we know what they did in the 2022 cycle when they assembled one of the greatest recruiting classes of all time. David Hicks last year, now Dominique McKinley here. Second five-star for Texas A&M. They also got Cam Coleman, who's from Alabama. So going into two SEC heavy states and, and pulling these guys out is certainly impressive. I, I completely forgot about DJ Hicks. I was going over Texas A&M's uh, depth chart and just looking at their two deep. And I mean, you look at guys like Walter Nolan, Gabriel Brownlow, Dindy, Shamar Stewart, handful of others. And then, I mean, you think of guys like you, you just mentioned in, in DJ Hicks and LT Overton. And now you throw in a guy like Dominic McKinley. And they had Anthony Lucas in that group as well at some point. Dominic McKinley, to me, Drew, we've talked about this on the show before. I would say like, 27 through 32, based on any given year, especially how we've accelerated the timeline and the rankings process. Those are guys who really we want to see kind of play their way into five-star status. Dominic McKinley is a guy to me that has all the physical traits that you want at that position. But I want to see a little bit more on the field. And I, you know, I, I don't have any issues saying that. I think we've seen flashes of it. I think the biggest thing for him, he's got a ways to go until he's going to reach his ceiling at the next level. And that's not necessarily an indictment on the player. That just goes to show where he is and how big of a creature we think he is in terms of the athlete as well. Yeah. Six foot five and a half, 275 pounds, 35 inch arms, 10 inch Pause. I'm talking about the hands there. No, Koopman, that's kind of why I like this fit at Texas A&M. Like, he's not someone that you need to throw into the rotation right away. Now, if he gets to campus and they start stretching him out, putting on some weight, working on that core strength, then sure, absolutely get him in there at the tail end. But given what they've taken already, what will be ahead of him on the depth chart, I think it makes a ton of sense. And the other thing, yeah, David Hicks, right? I don't know how you forgot about him, man. <laughs> when Texas A&M plays, you're going to know when he's in the game. I mean, he is just a, a big body up front. But they also got Dalen Evans committed here in the 
2024 cycle, another interior pass rusher. Uh, he reminds me a little of uh, Gervon Dexter. So, I mean, two interior pieces headed to College Station, and that's going to make life easier in this new look SEC. It's not going to be because of lack of talent for Jimbo Fisher, right? If, if the issues continue and they don't reach another postseason game, which I don't think that's going to happen, I think they're in a lot better position this year than they were last year. Bobby Petrino coming in, Connor Wigman, the starter at the quarterback position. But I mean, this team is loaded, Andrew. They, they can win an SEC title. And I know that's crazy. You got Alabama, you got Georgia, but it's kind of like the forgotten team. And then all of a sudden, what on the last two years, you're telling me this is one of the four most talented teams in college football. So they're right there. They're ready to strike. Drew, on the opposite end of this, I want to touch on this really quickly. You talked about Brian Kelly and LSU. Dominic McKinley, he is the number one player in the state of Louisiana. LSU has done a fantastic job, especially in 2024. They have eight of the top 10 players in the state committed. Is there any takeaway for Brian Kelly or is is this just a product of NIL and just kind of the way that college football is moving? I think it's kind of the way it is, right? We we keep bringing it up. I mean, recruiting isn't as regionalized as it as it once was. I don't think you're going to get them all. Uh, and there were some other power brokers involved in this recruitment: Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas. So I, I I'm not knocking BK and and the Tigers here. I, I I think it just speaks to more of what the Aggies are doing. And this this cycle feels a little bit different, Cooper. I mean, when you go up and down the commit list for Texas A&M, you know, again, in Alabama, in Mississippi, in Louisiana now, it it, it seems like not a complete shift of strategy, but they are going into regions that are traditionally have been owned by schools like Alabama and LSU, excuse me. So just kind of interesting to to view from a distance. And I do think the the strength of this class, I, I know I just mentioned the two interior defensive linemen, but you look at what they're doing on the offensive line as well like it's in the point of an, uh, of attack in the trenches it almost feels like 2022 all over again right maybe not the number one ranked recruiting class in college football history but in terms of geography a little bit more outstretched more in the southeast and you know we talk about the borders and the border game in college football is it the same as it used to be yes and no but i, I think this goes to show that texas a&m is a threat anywhere in the country louisiana florida georgia you name it so drew any final thoughts on dominic mckinley before we get out of here can't wait to hopefully see him at one of these all-star games. We need that evaluate evaluation, right? That's going to be big for him. Already watched his first couple of games this season. Like I said, I think the arrow is pointing up. I think there is a ways to go on the field. But nonetheless, if you're an A&M fan, this is a big get. There's a reason that he's one of the best players in the country. Guys, for Andrew Ivins, I'm Cooper Patagna. Make sure to subscribe to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>